You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, excuse me. It is your host, Nathan Stellar, Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. I hope you had a great week. Hope you do something fun this weekend. Stay warm. Stay dry. Um, This is season 15, episode one of the podcast. Um, We're moving right along. Um, Cannot believe 15 seasons. Um, Before we get into it, there's there's a few things I'd say up front. I would like to, as you heard in that intro right there. I'd like to give uh, Anthony Handy a very special shout out. Uh, we've, we've, we've branded what Big Nate Sports Talk um, is and what it will be. Um, you know, I, my, my life, my, my dream is to be a sports journalist. And, um, you know, I really am proud of the growth and uh, the opportunities I've taken to be in this field. Um, I know it's not easy. <laughs> there, there are days where uh, it can get frustrating, especially when you're considered now a beat writer uh, for a team and you got to make sure you're, you read deadlines and um, even trying to get interview requests. So um, as season progress, uh, my goal is to get more involved in, um, in those and in more realms of those areas. Uh, the last year we interviewed Erica McCall. Um, no great opportunity, but this year, I definitely want to get some in touch with some more college athletes and even more pro athletes. So uh, that's my goals for the podcast. Um, season fourteen episodes will have those downloaded, uploaded within the few, within the next week or so. Um, we're still working on some cosmetic things with the podcast. Um, did make you some changes, like as you've seen, but uh, we're not finished yet. So hopefully. Before the month of April, probably before April's even over period, we'll have all the changes complete. Um, we did 
change our last segment. Um, and that'll be a surprise. Uh, I, think, I think you guys will like that. Um, a little bit more. We cleaned it up a little bit. We changed the name and everything. So I think you'll like that. Um, WNBA mock draft, excuse me, not WNBA mock draft. The WNBA draft occurred Monday. Um, great draft. Um, some questionable draft. <laughs> it was some interesting draft picks. Uh, the grades are complete. Um, that video will be recorded tonight. Um, I had to go back and I had to make sure I did thoroughly, um, you know, at the teams when the teams, what they needed, what they had, what they needed to address. Um, went back and did that. NFL Mock Draft 2.0 is everything's done. Just need to record the video and we're ready to go. Um, we will do one more before the week, the week before the draft. Um, and then we're going to do an off-season NFL edition, AFC and NFC edition. I have that video recorded tomorrow, which is Sunday. Um, but in this video, we are previewing the NBA playoffs. Um, the play-in games ended last night with the Miami Heat um, getting the final seed and the Minnesota Timberwolves getting the final seed as well. Um, so this is the Eastern Conference edition. Um, the Western Conference edition will also be recorded, but let's get into it. Um, I really, really um, am looking forward to this matchup. Uh, Boston Celtics versus the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, first and foremost, I really am not a fan of uh, some of the things that occurred this season for the Hawks. Uh, you know, when you're hearing Trey Young might be traded. Uh, first and foremost, I didn't think the Hawks, from what they were, you know, they were in the conference finals. Um, disappointing. Uh, I, I think DeJounte Murray and Trey Young are great players, but. Um, you know, for small market teams, I'm just going to get my soapbox. You you can't pay everybody. Um, the, the Hawks are kind of in this position where do you start all over again? Because you're going to have to pay Trey Young money eventually. Um, but I think the way they've kind of messed up the process, I don't know. It, it's... I think Trey's proven he can be that guy. I think it's what you have around him. I think also, too, you know, <laughs> they need someone like a Mike Brown, for example, or they need somebody like a, a coach that's going to take them from here to here. I think the Hawks have the talent to compete for a championship. It's just I didn't think they're stuck. Um, and then they haven't really – they didn't really expand expand on the conference final um, appearance. I kind of felt like, oh, okay, well, we got there, and just like, eh, it's okay. Um, the last time these two teams met, uh, Boston swept the regular season series 3-0. Um, I mean, for me, I think the keys are I'm going to be watching Trey Young. Um, and we all know where he, you know, leads this offense to me. He's the key. Um but I'm going to watch him not only offensive, but on the defense side of the ball. Um, Boston has a, an offense that it can be well good with ball movement. But they like to also attack the weakest defender. And Atlanta's defender, is who's not the strongest, is Trey Young. So I'm going to be curious to see how they're going to go at – at him. 
um, particularly with Jason Tatum, you know, pick and roll and, you know, how they switch or how they uh, pick and roll, pick and pop. I'm curious to see how they'll do that. Um, I'm also curious to see if the type of defense Atlanta will come out with. I think they need to come out, I would say, with a zone defense, honestly. Um, that lineup may need to go a little bigger. I might actually need to go smaller, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but I'm curious to see how they'll look on the uh, trade, they'll land on the defensive side, how boss will attack them. Um, you know, when you look at Atlanta, I think it's going to come down to rebounding the out, just rebounding the ball. Um, you know, I think they're probably one of the best rebounding teams in the league, you know, led by Clint Capella and uh, Onyaka Onkongwu. Um, I think they're just efficient offensive boards. I think crashing the glass offensive is going to be key. Um, South Boston led the defensive rebound percentage, I believe, the regular season. Um, and I think Atlanta has what, 19 second chance points. So I'm curious to see how they'll look, both teams look on the defensive glass and the offensive glass. I think that's the key. Um, I, I just think when you look at both teams, I think Boston clearly is the better team. You know, especially you have a guy like Al Horford who can just shoot the ball. Um, you know, you, you know, he's not the greatest three-point shooter, but this year he shot almost 45%. Um, and I can see Boston being a team where they're going to shoot a lot of threes, especially on driving kick sequence, for example. So you could have uh, Al Horford on the wing or, um, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, that Grant, <laughs> Those guys are, are going to be really shooting the lights out the ball. Um, I think that this is going to be – that's going to be key. Uh, I still think the the key for Boston is Robert Williams. Um, you know, he only played, what, 35 games, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, and, you know, the last 18 games, um, you know, when he's on the floor, he's their strongest. They're, they're, they're stronger, especially when he plays in Al Horford out there. Um, this may not be a series for him because especially um, when you have five shooters, um, in the lineup, I, I could see that for him. Um, but I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm, I, 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 I could see Al Horford playing the five, honestly. Um, but I, I, I could see uh, Boston using him. So I'm curious to see the type of lineup they put out there. Um, but keeping him healthy is definitely going to be key in in this one. But I, I, I just think. For me, Boston is just a better team. As I said, um, they're more well-rounded. They've got a better talent. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as saying they'll get, you know, Atlanta gets swept. I think DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, Capella, I think they're great enough to at least get you one game. Um, I, I can't see a sweep. Um, I, I just think, especially when you're at home, Knowing, watching Atlanta last year in the playoffs, especially, um, they're not going to go down without a fight. Um, when you look at Boston, they are second, ranked second in offensive and defensive 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 efficiency. Um, you know, it's interesting. They're third team to do that. The last time was Golden State, which was the 
2015 and 2016, 2017. If I'm saying that correctly. Um, both won the championship, painfully. Um, but I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Celtics in this series. I think they'll win one game. Um, I, I just think that I, there's just that Boston doesn't have any weaknesses um, on the starting five, no rotation. I mean, they are on both sides of the ball are just immaculate with the ball. And and, and to me, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that's a tandem duo. Now, I think Jalen Brown will be fine. I know he got five stitches in his hand. He'll be fine. Um, but I'm going to say that uh, the, the Boston Celtics beat the Atlanta Hawks in five. Guaranteed! Uh, we're going to go next to the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this is a team that doesn't have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durantes, and um, Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> this this is probably one of the most interesting Brooklyn Nets teams I've seen. Um, you know, from where they were, they were a foot away, uh, not last year, the year before, getting to the finals, and um, didn't happen. And kind of see how things occurred this year and um, how that, honestly, that, you know, that's the second, I guess you could, I, I will call it a super team where it failed, honestly. Um, you know, I remember a few years ago, they had Darren Williams, Brooke Lopez, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and uh, Joe Johnson. That didn't work. And now you're bringing in, you brought in James Harden, who you traded to Philadelphia, Kyrie Irving traded to Dallas, and, and then Kevin Durant traded to Phoenix. And then uh, Ben Simmons, who I just, I don't know, at this point, I feel like it's all mental with him. Um, but uh, my, when you look at this series, um, the Sixers have won all four games, um, swept them. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like, especially with this, this group by Brooklyn, especially in the second half of the season, uh, after trading line, they held on to this number six seed. Uh, Mikel Bridges, who I, <laughs> I think next year he'll be, I believe he'll be an all star. Uh, he averaged almost 27 points um, in the first 23 games as a Brooklyn Net. Um, uh, but you're going up against a, a Philadelphia team that I just think is on both ends of the floor, just, just good with the ball. Um, and especially um, one of the an MVP candidate, Joel Embiid, you got to shooters around him. Um, you know, I I was I'm disappointed. You know, you won't see, you know, for Brooklyn those guys. But you know, Ben Simmons won't be in this series because he's out with a back issue. And um, I mean, clearly, Joel Embiid is the best player in this series. Um, but I think there, there could be some motivation there. So for me, my keys to, this, to watching this series is. I'm really watching closely how they defensively will do enough on um, how defensively how they'll guard Joel Embiid. Um, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid to me, uh, other than Nikolai Jokic, are and maybe and then Giannis probably are honestly you know, the last post players uh, that I've seen in the league so far. Nick Claxton is going to have his work cut off for him. Um, they do. If you watched, especially in Doctor Rivers' system, 
Joel Embiid and, and James Harden, um, they have this way of switching um, on screens, particularly um, it, 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 it's crazy uh, where they have a small defender on him. Um, you know, <laughs> and it kills me. This I hate. I, I I get bothered by it because that on the on the defensive side, teams they don't see it and they don't make the adjustment. Um, so let me curious to see how that looks. Um, you know, particularly in the last game uh, where they faced each other, I think Joel Embiid had thirty-seven points taken, and it just killed them. Um, you know, especially in the on that, that that if you're especially if you're gonna on on a pick and roll you want to try to hedge as hard as you can but also to like switch but I wouldn't be mad if they brought an if they brought another if they brought a double team on Joel where he had to kick it up because the other guys are gonna have to beat us if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, um, but we can't say Brooklyn look defensively on that. I don't think Philadelphia has any weaknesses. Um, you know, I mean, Cal Bridges is going to do his thing, but I don't think they have anybody in the rotation that, like, just like Boston, there's just no one that has a weak spot. Um, I, I think your half court offense. Um, will be the key in this series, um, you know, especially for a guy who's been, uh, other than Mikel Bridges, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I don't know what this this obsession with Kyle Kuzma and the Washington Wizards. Uh, look, I, he's a combo guard. It, it didn't work out. I didn't, me personally, I didn't like the trade. But, you know, you're not playing for the Wizards anymore. You're playing for the Brooklyn Nets. I, I let it go. Um, and I mean, look, I mean, we'll be watching him this whole series too, because he's he's definitely a player that one game will play really, really good, and the next game you can't find him. Um, so I mean, it's gonna be up to other than than Michael Bridges, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's also the key to this series because they're gonna need his his they're gonna need his ISO playmaking, they're gonna need his scoring playmaking, they're gonna need him. Period. Um, and, and then also, too, interesting enough, there's actually some times where I've watched Sixers when Joel Embiid's not on the floor. They look like a completely different team. Um, and, and some of that I can say is I think they've been confident with Joel out there on the floor. But this is where I really emphasize you got to have depth, particularly behind him. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how they'll look. Um, Cause I don't like Brooklyn's bench period. I don't think they did enough to address that in the deadline. Um, and I really think that he really shouldn't, especially if, if you're up like 10, 15 points and the game's out of reach, Joel Embiid shouldn't be out there. So I'm curious to see how Doc will look with that rotation. Cause uh, Brooklyn, their bench is, is not, it's, it's not good. It's not. And then Doc Rivers, He's got to just make sure he just rotates his players, um, especially uh, if you're going the four down alongside James Harden. But I think it's going to come down to, for me, the biggest one is their Brooklyn's three-point shooting. 
I think that's truly the key. Um, I think it got better, especially once uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie left. Um, I, I think they're going to they're just not – they don't have the strength inside other than Claxton. Um, the half-court offense is going to be the it's going to be the it's going to have to get them. It's going to have to win them games. Um, I think they're not what the 16th. They're like around the top 20, um, and that's before the trade. And then they were jumped right into like the top 10. I think they're like number five or number six. I think it was like 44 percent. If I saw that stat correctly, so I'm curious to see how that three-point shooting will look. Um, so you live by the three, and you die by the three. Unfortunately. Um, but I really think, unfortunately, this is one, two. I, I just think when you look at the four, they did win 45 games for a reason. But at least 30, I'll say 30 of those wins came from Katie and Kyrie. Um, other than that, if you look at it, they're just like a middle of the road team. And I, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't want to say they're the, a weak six seed, but they're not the strongest six seed. Um, and, and I think that Philadelphia will, I'm predicting the Philadelphia 76ers will sweep the Brooklyn Nets. Guaranteed. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see Brooklyn winning a game. I think they'll keep it close, but I don't think they have the, the bench other than Claxton, um, you're going to Spencer Dinwiddie, but Mikael Bridges, it's going to be interesting to watch how they look. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, but let's get into um, the sponsor of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast, and that is Zagnif Apparel. Do you want to dress like you're famous, ladies and gentlemen? So why don't you go and check out Zagnif Apparel, where you can and you will dress like you're famous. The following is a presentation of Zagnif Productions, LLC. Introducing Zagnif Apparel, our comfortable line of leisure wear and athletic wear will have you comfortable and stylish at any occasion. Whether you're at the gym, out shopping, or just relaxing at home, whether you're an athlete or just want to lay around the house, we've got the perfect outfit for you. Stop by our website today and pick up your favorite pieces. Zagnif Apparel, dress like you're already famous. And you can most certainly dress like you're already famous with a nice 15% off using my code, Big Nate. Again, 50% off using Big Nate as a code when you check out Zagnif Apparel. Great merchandise. Thank you for Zagnif Apparel for being a sponsor of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. Before we get into the last two uh, preview matches for the Eastern Conference, let's get another break in there, ladies and gentlemen.
And we are back, and we're going to get into the next one. This one, I think, is going to be interesting. <laughs> I know Stephen A is jumping for joy. The Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks. Um, I, I'm actually thinking this is actually going to be one of my probably my favorite matchup to watch. Um, you know, we all know Donovan Mitchell, who I think I would consider an MVP candidate, um, in my opinion. Um, I really think the trade in the Cleveland, I think, has definitely made a change. Um, I'm actually liking that trade for Cleveland. Um, they really, really surprised me the hell out of me this year. Evan Mobley um, and those guys, um, they're really – It's this. I think this could really – I could say could, it's going to come down – I don't want to say it's going to go to seven games, but um, I'm intrigued by this matchup. You know, uh, the Knicks, they did a lot – you know, to get to this point, you know, I thought getting Jalen Brunson, um, which I think, who I think Dallas is missing, honestly, was a great pickup. Um, Amon quickly, uh, Quentin Grimes and Josh Hart and um, all good pieces. Um, you still had, you know, that Julius Randle and those guys, but to be a fifth seed, um, you know, this is their second to their second playoff appearance in ten years, um, and and I think they're and I think they're, they're I think they're doing just enough. I think give them another like year or two, and then they get another marquee free agent. I think the Knicks can compete for the NBA championship. But you know Cleveland, you get a guy like Donovan Mitchell. You know especially, I, I kind of, and I'm get on my high horse, but. I, I blame the media um, for kind of ending that relationship in Utah. I felt like that team could have won something, but they should have a championship. But, uh, you know, when you make fun of a center getting $250 million and, um, you know, saying uh, they don't have what it takes to win and other things like that, I, I create those kind of narratives um, really, really bothers me. But, um, Donovan Mitchell to me came out this year and he's just silenced the critics average in 28 points a game. Um, I, I mean, and you just see, <coughs> excuse me, making the others around him better. Um, I mean, then the Knicks and the Cavs, I believe won two games apiece um, in this series. And, and I can tell you from a couple of those things, a lot of it, a lot of it was uh, just good basketball. Uh, I'm curious to watch this matchup with, um, to me, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. Uh, this is what they paid Jalen Brunson for if you're in New York. Um, you know, especially <laughs> uh, in the first matchup, if I remember correctly watching that, if I remember watching that game, I think it was Donovan Mitchell put up 38 points in the first meeting. Um, and then the second time, well, the same matchup, Jalen Brunson had 25 Um they're not as New York's not a ball dominant, a guard dominant ball. Their guards don't dominate the ball like Donovan Mitchell does. Um, and I, 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 they're going, I, I can see, I'm curious to see in the half court, how does Donovan get, you know, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, those guys going early. Um, because, you know, I can see – I don't want it to come down to where you have to look to Donovan Mitchell to get to, to bail you out in situations. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, 
Same thing with Jalen. I think Jalen to me was the key for Dallas beating Utah last year. I think he averaged what 28, 28 points. Um, and shot almost about 48%, 49% uh, compared to where Donovan shot 40. Um, so I'm curious to see how that matchup will look again. So um, I really do think that um, Julius Randle will be the key as well. I know he's been dealing with some, with some, with a couple injuries, but, um, you know, especially the, the sprint off ankle, um, you know, I know he got hurt what, about two weeks ago, especially uh, against, I think we were playing Miami at the time. Um, he should be ready to go. Um, but I, I mean, he is the cog in the, in, he's the, he's the, the cog in the engine for this New York team. Uh, other than Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle takes this team as far as he can take it. Um, I, I really, th- I don't think you'll see a performance like last year in the playoffs against Atlanta. Um, I, I really do think he, it's going to be a little bit better. Um, and I, I've, I think he's my key. Um, if you're, it's going to come. I'm curious to see how that that Nick defense will look against this, this kind of offense. Um, you know, they average that they. they Cleveland allows, you know, particularly in the first four games, I, I, just the way that both offenses and defenses look. Um, I'm curious to see how J.B. Bickerstaff, um, you know, who, have, who has a slow pace. Um, I'm curious to see how he'll change, if he's going to change the pace. Um and then there's Tom Thibodeau, you know, he likes to always have a half-court offense set up. So I'm curious to see how those will look. Because, um, I mean, their defensive offense ratings for the, the first the four matchups this season were just ridiculous. Um, but I, I'm going to say this series goes to six games. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the Knicks are going to beat the Cavs. Only because of a couple things. Um, I'm kind of. I think other than Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen and, and Evan Mobley, I really am looking for, you know, also to the others around them. You know, for example, they got Danny Green, if I'm not mistaken, um, and he's he's not. I, I, I'm not trying to him to do much, um, but especially, you know, the resume that he has in the postseason, that matters, uh, particularly when his defense and his three-point shooting. And uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, could, I if you get if you had a guy like him, I'm not saying he's a difference maker, but um, I, I think the Knicks, to me, uh, have more to play for. Both teams do, um, but also too, uh, I look at the Knicks at times where they had chances to win, they've struggled. Um, but I, I feel like without Julius Randle, and he's at one hundred percent, it could be a long series for New York. But I, you, both these coaches who I respect, they are defensive minded, rim protection, rim protection. Um, I mean, their point that they have. The ball movement, particularly from the point guards, are immaculate. Um, I'm curious to see how 
it's, it's going to be it's going to come down to offense who's who's who bend the break don't bend but don't break defense, but offensively, um, how you get others around you going. Um, I, I really think Evan Mobley might be the difference maker because um, especially he can he can attack you from different spots on the court, and I, I think there might be a little bit more pressure on Cleveland to especially. Um, they have home court advantage, but um, I'm gonna say the New York Knicks are going to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in in six. Guaranteed. And we're gonna move on to uh, <laughs> this matchup. Um, I'm not really expecting much out of it. The Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. Um, you know, <laughs> two years ago these teams saw each other in the bubble. Um, and since then, a couple of things have happened. Um, you know, the Bucks won the championship, uh, Miami Heat. Um, I know past couple of years they've dealt with a lot of things, um, particularly this year. Uh, they've dealt with quite a few injuries. Um, Jimmy Butler, uh, particularly, um, they finished as a top six seed, um, and they did uh, they did just enough um, to get into the playoffs, winning two playing games. Um, you know, I still think when you have a team, uh, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, um, I think you can still compete. Um, the last time these guys saw each other, uh, Milwaukee in the regular season has taken this the series three to one. Um, I really, really think when you look at the Bucks, I t- the Bucks are – I still I think they're the most the quietest team. I think they're I think they're ready. Um, you know, when you have a guy like Giannis, who I think is also an MVP candidate. Um, I mean, they have a the Bucks just have a solid starting five: uh, Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton, who's coming back healthy. Drew Holiday, who I think is the most underrated point guard in the league, um, and then. Their bench, it, it's just immaculate. Um, the defensively, the chemistry, um, and and this core has been together for quite some time now. So I'm, I'm curious to see what it looks like. But we all know I, I really want to see um, on an offensive and defensive matchup. It's going to be Drew Holiday and, and Jimmy Butler. You know, Drew Holiday will will guard the best players. The defensive will guard the best player on the opponent's defense, opponent's team. Excuse me, offensively. Um, I'm curious to see how that'll look. Um, you know, yeah, you, you know, when you think of more natural matchups, you think of a Drew, uh, Kyle Lowry and, and Tyler Hero, but uh, again, he will guard, Drew will guard the best, the best player. Um, last night, watching Jimmy Butler take over, um, you know, getting his team, getting the others around him involved and, just being that fourth, just being that closer that um, we know him to be. But Drew Holiday is an on-ball defense. It's just a par. Um, watch him again it's against uh, in the finals, um, just for a reason. Um, I, I just think that it's going to be interesting to watch that matchup offensively and defensively. Uh, I could see Jimmy Butler also guarding Drew Holiday. Um, I think also to the factors, Chris Middleton. Um, 
Some some will say Bobby Portis, but I I, th- I look at Chris Middleton. Um, Chris Middleton <laughs> last year painfully, if you remember, he suffered a wrist injury, um, and and Milwaukee lost to Boston in in seven, and um, I feel like he's the key um, this year. Uh, he's <laughs> he's dealt with a lot of you know nagging injuries and. Um, you know, he still averaged uh, 20 points, but um, you need a guy like him that will keep defenses honest and we can shoot and space the floor. Um, but, I mean, defensively, he may not – he's not the same that he was last year, even the year before, but um, he's my factor. Um, I, I feel like if he has a good – if he just – if he has a good post-run, post-run, serious post-run uh, – I think Milwaukee can definitely win the championship. Now, when I look at um, Bobby Portis, you know, I think he was the X factor to them winning the championship a couple years ago. Um, you know, he's this guy who, you know, watching as a Washington Wizard, um, I, you know, particularly is, uh, for me, their sixth man. But especially in any series, he, he's just the energy that especially if the Bucks are down six, for example, it's just he's just the energy that just gets them that just gives the momentum towards Milwaukee. Yes, he can shoot. Um, yes, he can. He brings hustle. He brings all those things. Um, I, I just feel like, especially um, when you're going against a guy like Bam Adebayo, um, that's going to be an interesting matchup, Giannis and Bam. It's definitely going to be a fight on the on the boards, um, offensively and defensively. But I think he will, alongside with Brooke Lopez, I think those three will do will will, will wear Miami out, particularly in the paint. But um, I think also too, I think what was a factor in the last night's win against Chicago was Miami's three point shooting. I think their three point shooting is going to be the key. Um, you know, we know Tyler Hero can shoot. Uh, Max Strauss, who tied the record for most threes in a, in a play-in game, um, that's going to be key. Um, when you watch a team, um, <laughs> I, I, I think you're going to be facing a Milwaukee team that I don't want to say they're – no, no, I can say that. They will they will lock you down and play defense. Um a lot of floor spacing is going to be needed um, if you're Miami. Um, the, the only issue is, is that Miami, when you look at, I looked at the stats before we recorded, the, before I started recording the video, they shoot under 35%. And you're going to need Max Strauss playing Max Strauss and, and Tyler Hero um, to be efficient. Otherwise, uh, it's, it's going to be a field day trying to get points in the paint especially against a Bobby Portis, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. Um, it, it's going to be a field day. Um, and I, I kind of also, too, feel like, you know, I, I need Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, you know, a lot of people forget about him, especially when you're in the bubble. He played a significant role in that. Um, but I'm knowing how I, I don't see – and I think that's also going to be curious, too, is watching Eric Spolstra – in the rotation, um, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I really, really think that um, 
One thing about my, the Miami Dolphins, I mean, my, my tough, the Miami Heat, excuse me, um, they have, they, they, especially after the first playing loss, Jimmy Butler just said, I'm just paraphrasing it. We just got to get back in there. We just got to fix some things. Um, they're not going to go down without a fight. Um, you know, this team, I think, is great enough to at least get you one game. Um, but really, when you look at how both teams are, are matched, Milwaukee's the better team. Um, it, it's it's going to come down to Miami's offense. I, I, I mean, defensively, I don't know how you, if you're Miami, who other than Bam, how are you slowing down Giannis? You know, um, how are you spacing out the, you know, the spacing? You know, if you can't get, how are you, how, if you're Jimmy Butler, how are you going to get insured Tyler Hero and, and Max Strauss? You know, where are we going to get from them? Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think, especially, I don't think you, there's no really way to slow him down, let you double team him. Um, and particularly on both sides of the ball, I I can't see Miami doing much. I think the Miami Heat will win one game, but I'm going to say the Bucks. I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks will sweep the Miami Heat. Guaranteed! And that's my predictions um, for the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're, going to be, we're going to be recording the Western Conference in the next video. But we're going to get into the last uh, part of our podcast, a brand new segment called The Final Thought. This is the final thought, uh, but the final thought is it's kind of like final message, but um, my final thought is, you know, this has arguably been probably some of the best playing games. Um, you know, I, I watched, it's, I actually like this setup even though I'm not a fan, I wish we go back to the old school way. Um, you're at eight, you, you make it to the playoffs or you don't. But um, make teams fight for it. But um, my final thought is is that um, this was a great regular, it was a great season, regular season. Um, the awards um, are already out. Who's finalists? Um, I really, really would like to have an understanding of what MVP is. Um, Cause I'm, I'm not, didn't really like some of the conversations that we had um, and basically saying, well, cause I've always thought MVP was better record, better, better regular season, maybe better record, right? Regular season. Cause Steve Nash, for example, right. Uh, one MVP twice because they had a better record than the Lakers and the Miami Heat. I believe the year Shaq was on that team. Um, but I've always felt MVP was you have better stats um, and they get better regular season. You're the most efficient player on the team. But you can make a case for Jokic, Giannis, 
Donovan Mitchell, Joel Embiid. Um, but when you look at okay, for example, the Joker, okay, what he's done is extraordinary. Was is extraordinary. Is not is is extraordinary. You know, Russell Westbrook with the triple doubles was extraordinary. Um, I I think Joel Embiid should be MVP. Um, but it wouldn't phase me if Nikolai Jokic won. But I, I would like a clear, a more clearer understanding. What's the criteria for MVP? Because um, it just seems like we, same thing we had a same conversation with what with, with an all star is. Um, we just, it felt like we just flip flop. But um, that's actually going to conclude this episode of Big Me Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, appreciate the support you've given me in this channel and the podcast. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Big Meat Sports Talk. Um, I would also appreciate if you appreciate it if you leave a review. Uh, that will definitely help grow the channel and grow the listeners, the followers on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you may be listening on um, YouTube channel. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, this episode will be going up as soon as this video is done recording, it will work on the Western Conference Finals. Um, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Um, I'm going to be enjoying these playoff games, but um, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay out. Thank you for everything.